0: Welcome to the Verum podcast, the Cannabis Truth podcast, where the language of cannabis is freely spoken, with an emphasis on educating the public about how to use cannabis safely and economically. Whether you're in a supportive state or not, there are facts you should know about the cannabis you're ingesting. Here to explain the language of cannabis in historical, political, and scientific terms is certified cannabis shaman, Honey Smith Walls.
1: Hello, my listeners. Now that we're in the holiday death knell between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'm so afraid my pool of family and friends will be smaller by New Year's. But I'm trying to remind everyone that it's like the darkest part of the night before day. The vaccine is almost here. Just another month or so, and we'll have the fix to quell this thing. In the meantime, I'm staying home. I'm ordering groceries. I'm not going into stores where there may be some unmasked person because I'm 66 with a compromised immune system and I want to survive. So y'all be careful out there. And Today I want you to hear the rest of Fiona's story because it's so uplifting. This poor woman, through no fault of her own, lost everything in her life as she had created it, in health, to a debilitating back and spinal issue, only to wind up drinking liquid morphine to kill the pain. I'm going to let her tell you how she got off all that junk, but I just love this girl. Yeah, um, you're sort of going to get us uh, all unplugged right from the beginning, so here we go. And now I'll be able to cut that out. But honey, if you want to continue on with your story, I'd love to, or I can, I can call you back. I don't know how you're feeling. This is very emotional. (laughs) I'm sitting here blubbering and wiping the snot from my nose on my shirt. I
2: I mean, I honestly have to say that I sit back many times. Um, I was actually meditating. Um, My daughter has taught me many, many things with crystals and um she's also a cannabis patient and we with my granddaughter we incorporate our medicine and let her smell things and and start teaching her while she's young because like I said I was the biggest hypocrite and I had to ju- I had to chuckle when you told me that your husband doesn't support cannabis is a tea I, like, I know no, oh my god funny. I'll have to meet him and change his whole outlook in life <laughs> he'll he'll never believe it because i didn't i don't even yeah like i still think about wow (laughs) did i really get off of all these medications and i i'm like should i even continue sharing my story because there's so many other people that are inspiring as well oh oh no no honey there's
1: your story is unique and your emotion is my emotion is, is our emotion. I, we, I
2: weaned myself off of my antidepressant because, you know, with cannabis, it uplifts your spirits and it helps with yes. your depression. And I really don't. I really yes. want to control this because I'm just an emotional person anyway. I'm a Pisces. I am, too. Are you uh, I'm, I'm a Leo. Pisces. I, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm very compassionate I I just mm-hmm. I'm very and I'm a very emotional person and I and I've been through so yeah. much and honestly yes. my beloved husband he didn't understand what was going on with me and I feel bad sometimes when I do talk about him not being supportive of what I was going through but he really couldn't handle everything so when when of course it would and, take a team, right and he didn't it? have the support of his family he ha- he has a huge no. family and none of them was oh, were, they were not very supportive so my husband had to make the choice of okay well I can't take care of my wife and take care of my kids and go to work so my wife needs to be in a nursing home so at starting from my in 2008 I was in my early thirties and I'm going through major back surgery and I'm being put in a nursing home because my husband couldn't take care of me and my kids and go to work. So we had to sacrifice, you know, where does mom go? Mom goes in a nursing home, which being in the nursing home was traumatic for me, you know, (laughs) <laughs> oh my
1: god it just had to freak you I, out i mean
2: i my kids say mom they, this is a joke now because when i think about things i think about how i had to adjust my body because people you know elderly people with alzheimer's dementia they don't know where their room is sometimes so people would people would oh my god walk in my door and try and crawl into my bed with me
1: <laughs> oh I'm honey
2: like, you know i'm already in pain and sh- sad because i'm not around my family and i'm stuck in this nursing home right full of you know
1: um and,
2: and dealing yes, with patients and dealing with people coming in my room and i'm like you know this isn't your room honey you know go back in your room sweetie oh. and then i have to call oh, the button because God. then they're starting to sit on my bed and crawl into bed with me and i'm like no 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 <laughs> I was also a savior because one of um, I've had many roommates of course and the they were elderly and they couldn't speak for themselves and I'm watching what these nurses and staff are doing to these patients and so then Uh, I speak up and talk to their family when they come in and I'm like do you have any idea (laughs) do you have any idea what's going on with your your loved one here of oh, Fiona and, and one, pa- oh, one of the Lord. ladies heard it was a mother and a daughter, and the daughter says, "You are saving Grace. I had no idea that my mother was being tortured like this." I said, "Oh, she's honey. hitting because they're hurting her. She's punching these nurses and and aides because they're hurting her."
1: Right. Oh so, dear.
2: That opened her eyes to, you know, I better step in and start saying something. And, you know, you're paying for your loved one to be taken care of. You expect them to be taken care of. You're spending thousands of dollars monthly for your loved one to be in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. To have a team of caretakers. And if you knew what was going on behind closed doors because of elderly patients, it it makes your heart break
1: everybody needs to be on cannabis it gives you patience yes yes.
2: tolerance and it's just Mm. so we could have many many episodes because there's so much to talk about and sometimes you when you're just working by yourself it's hard to figure out oh well what's what should i you know broadcast today And bringing someone, you know, that's experienced like myself, so many things like I, in my Mm. documentary, did you notice that I was talking about them confiscating my medication at the hospital? That was in Sanford. Yes. That was at the Sanford Central (sighs) Florida Hospital. They literally came in my room after five doctors let me use my medication and watched me take it. They were interested. Mm. They were standing there in front of me, listening to me along with the nurses and saying, this is why we need to listen to our patients. And then the pharmaceutical director, because the last doctor, he said for the nurse to put my medication, the tincture I had brought with me in, in with my medications Uh that they were giving me. And as needed, I could ask Uh for it. As soon as the pharmaceutical director got word of that, she came in my room with the police uh-huh. and, and the security it. and she said yeah. she was either going to yeah. have me leave or confiscate yeah. the medication. I immediately started texting and calling Michael Minardi, who is one of my dear friends. Oh, good for you. Uh-huh. Oh, I know Michael. I, I said, you better <laughs> He's be awesome. very careful An amazing with attorney. you do with me here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got a pit bull like, on your um, side, honey. You better watch what you're doing because I'm a legal patient and I know my rights. I, I yeah. can have my medication on me at all times. So I'm going to allow you to take my medication because I'm not going to argue with you. But <laughs> you're going to give it back to me afterwards. And she kept threatening to let me, she kept Bye. threatening to discharge me. And I was in no shape to be discharged. And then my daughter—oh my god! In. My my oldest daughter, who um, lives here uh-huh. in Florida with me, um, she came up there yes. and she got it was while it was going on, so it was like chaos. She came in and she's like, "What the is going on?" And yeah, oh my goodness, she, they were going to send her home with the medication. She said, "That's a felony. If I get pulled over," with my mom's medication. I'm going to jail. You think I'm going to let you guys set me up? And this is what they told her. They said, well, we'll call every county to alert them that you're traveling with this. (laughs) That's what she said to them. (laughs) Well, we're... The absurdity of that. We're an Italian (laughs) family, (laughs) so you can only imagine what my daughter (laughs) said to this woman. Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) with a oh, lot of hand yeah, gesturing too to
2: <laughs> take this woman outside oh yeah i bet she
1: was <laughs> you are brave strong women listen to you back yeah, talking to those people uh, and I have and have her through, too i have Good been for through you. so
2: much with doctors and so much of criticism. course oh you're not afraid I'm of not, doctors anymore right <gasps> and i know that uh, this for is my third you. state to be a patient in So I know, I definitely know. Oh, honey. And in Florida things, in Minnesota, they're very limited on the products that they have there. In Florida, we've come a long way. We're not like Michigan yet, but Florida's getting there. So you
1: understand that uh hospitals don't have any protocols and procedures set in place to receive a medical marijuana patient for any length of time not even 2 seconds and because it's still listed as a schedule 1 they can get in all kinds of shitty trouble over that and they don't want to take that chance but also they are propagandized against mm-hmm. cannabis for the most part, none of the doctors have who have you know been trained as well. All Western they know is Western AMA doctors. They don't know anything about cannabis. They've never had any training, any. So that's important to remember when when uh, people are considering what their own doctors have to say about cannabis well where'd you get your education buddy mm-hmm. let me know you know and then now you tell us you're you're you've been a patient in three states and oh my goodness I love Thank your you. attitude <laughs> about about knowing your rights about standing up for your own self well just
2: as, this a, as a woman we have to, to stand up people. for ourselves And
1: thank you. That was going to be my third point. Great minds think alike is all I can tell you. Yes.
2: As women, we have to stick up for ourselves and we have to stick together because that's right. um, Yeah, there's. We just get overlooked many times as not, you know, (laughs) not that smart.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, well, you know, we've Mm -hmm. always been second class to uh, the other gender. So that's changing and it's women like you and me who are doing that, right sister? So tell us some more about what happened when you decided
2: cannabis
1: was for you, that yeah, you were going to do this.
2: Well, as I was saying, I went to, um, I went and lived in Michigan with my family there. Um, my husband and my children stayed in Minnesota at our home there, So I literally had to part myself from my family to take care of myself, to start my journey of, am I really going to work on weaning off all these narcotics and all these pharmaceuticals? Um, When I brought that to the attention of my pain doctor, he said, are you sure you're ready for this? I said, I've never been any readier in my life because I feel like a different person Mind mindfully already different, my mental state, my ability to tolerate. Um, yeah, the medicate, you know, the everything. It's so hard to explain because the trend, the transition that I went through from being on so many pharmaceuticals and narcotics to the to having to transition off of those medications and. The doctor says, "Are you sure you don't yes. want me to give you something for the for the withdrawals?" I'm like, right. This is the whole reason why I'm trying to get off of the medications, so that I don't have to go through all these feelings. Um, and yet, it's like a parting of the Red Sea of brain fog
1: when you get
2: off that It crap. is. It it helped definitely with able to. I started out slow with the cannabis and slowly weaned myself off of medications. It took, um, Mm -hmm. it didn't take me very long, maybe a few weeks to wean off of a medication. I would only wean off of maybe one or two at a time. Um, but within a few months I was off of at least 15 medications
1: And you had already made that huge sacrifice of leaving your family to go someplace where you could do
2: this and heal yourself. I went um, to the, I started therapy at the university of Michigan. And then I, as I was um, saying in our last episode, we were, I went to the cannabis doctor in Michigan where I became a patient and um, I was in
1: and you were her I, first was patient my was that right in
2: Minnesota I was her first patient <laughs> but um that's great in Michigan I you know had the education that I was being taught by my sister-in-law and she was teaching me and taking me to dispensaries and I was like in Michigan it was like a buffet you you had so many choices from edibles tinctures um drinks uh, oils, you know, bud, everything you can think of. It was, it was all opened up yes, for adult use up there. Bef- now yes. it's recreational, but before that, they had a great deal of products. Where, um, when I became mm-hmm. a patient in Minnesota, their products are very limited. <coughs> ah, different states, yes, different yes. attitudes, and eh? um, mm-hmm. so. Going to the dispensaries and educating, going there and asking them, you know, you have to ask questions because if you don't ask questions, you're not going to learn anything. And with me being a new cannabis patient, um, I not only did my eyes light up seeing all their products and I'm like, oh, I want to try that. I want to try that. I want to try that (laughs) because I felt so, I felt so enlightened, you know, like you just feel like. A weight has been lifted off of your shoulders.
1: You feel like you're going to get more relief, don't yes. you?
2: You feel hopeful. I feel like if I continue my journey as I'm doing now, I'm going to have a better quality of life than what I did completely stuck in bed every single day, not hardly able to move at all, literally having to be in a wheelchair because i could barely stand up because i was so dizzy and drowsy and and weak it was like i was a limp you know like i was deflated you know like a balloon is deflated that's how i felt like i had no no strength my mentally or physically and now my mind is strong In fact, my mind some days is too strong because my body can't, my body (laughs) can nowhere keep up with my mind. And it's a great feeling. Like I watch, um, I watch that movie high school with Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa and it's, it sounds like a stupid show, but it's all about how Wiz Khalifa became a rapper and he was smoking weed to get the creative mind to be able to rap. So when you smoke, you get that creative mind. You, you can think better. You can just function better. And
0: I continued
2: to be on my antidepressant for several years after um, I weaned off of all Mm -hmm. those other medications because my emotions got too, too high. But with Uh meditating, cannabis, And just your overall mindset being in a better place. I told myself I can do it. And now I've been off of the antidepressant for almost six months now. Girl, (laughs) listen to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah
1: is right. That's fabulous news. Really, But it I will is. tell you that
2: as, as I um, sat in Michigan, away from my family, I started to journal. And I very rarely open the journal because there's a lot of sadness in there. Being, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, from going through all the withdrawals and not having my kids to comfort me and be able to cuddle and my husband not being there and just, you know, my... my Sister-in-law and her family were very loving, but they weren't, like, having your own family with you.
1: And... Of course not. And, and, yes. and you were a guest, yes. too. And a patient. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was difficult. A sacrifice for everybody, really. Uh, and and a, I'm sure not an uncommon one for a lot of people who lose their parents to pain. And opioids.
2: Yes. My husband um, passed away January of 2016 and he passed away very suddenly from a heart valve that he, the doctors had been watching for a 10 year time span. He literally had just had a heart scan and they said nothing had changed in his heart. And he was 20 minutes from going to work and he collapsed in my home. In Minnesota and Mm. if I wouldn't have had started my journey on cannabis I would have never been able to have tried to save his life I would have been stuck in bed like I was for so many years and I was at least able to be strong enough to be able to be mentally with it and to To be with
1: um, him yes
2: perform CPR on him um he did pass away two hours later at the hospital uh, they thought he had a, a, a artery blockage, but um, unfortunately, once they examined and found out the actual cause from the autopsy, he, his heart valve had collapsed, the one that the doctors had been watching for so many years. So that was something hmm. that I never thought I would ever have to go through for a long time. My husband was only 47. And then six months <sighs> later, my mother passed away. Um, and oh my Lord. Her death was more of a peaceful thing for me because I watched her suffer for so many years. Mm-hmm. And she really had no yes. sense of life left being in the nursing home. She was just wilting mm-hmm. away, just mm-hmm. being pumped up with medications. And so. Yeah, enduring and, life. I saw her for the last time. I think she was literally waiting for me to co see her and be strong enough to visit her because my brother had had to move her from the twin cities in Minnesota up to where he lived, which was six hours Mm -hmm. from me. And he had her in a nursing home and my husband before he had passed away, he said, you really need to see your mom before she dies. And I said, I don't want to see her in the state that she's in now because it was bad enough when I, took care of her for five years before I got really sick. And Mm. after my husband passed away, I kept hearing that in my head that I had to see my mom. So my children Mm. and I and my brother, we went to go visit her and I held her hand and told her that I wanted her to be free. I didn't want her to Mm -hmm. suffer anymore and that I was going to be okay. Because I knew she was worried about me after what she witnessed several times, seeing Mm. me so sick Mm. and um, not being able to help me because she was so sick. So Mm -hmm. I saw her and after I saw her, she passed away a week later. But as we were pulling out of the driveway, we always represent my husband with an eagle or a hawk and a huge eagle had Mm -hmm. flown in front of our vehicle. So, that was my husband saying, I'm proud of you.
1: Yes. That's
2: what to do that. <laughs> Is that you did it. You went and saw your mom. You told her that you love her. You told her that you're okay. And that you're going to be okay. <laughs>
1: well, I'm trying not to burst into tears, honey.
2: But I'm afraid I'm failing.
1: That's so just
2: a... Uh, 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 my journey right now uh, being a cannabis patient I think of my mom and how much she suffered and I don't want that for anybody mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know that suffering and I don't I my passion is just to be able to I want to go down in the history books <laughs> I
1: hear you mama I hear you and you will. You already are. You're already a leader in
2: the cannabis industry because you know so much I more learn more, about- and more every single day. There's just so much to learn and to there's just so many amazing qualities society. of cannabis, right? It's just truly an incredible feeling to be a part of the cannabis community, the Florida cannabis community. Yes. They are they're my family. I hear you. They literally, like yourself, you uplift me, you put me on a pedestal. I literally don't feel I deserve Yes that, you do, just for
1: being you here. Empower, you're so courageous. You all
2: empower me so much. <laughs> well,
1: we're gonna be doing that a lot for each other. Tell
2: us more. Tell us more.
1: I wanna hear about what your your regimen is like. You know, like we've we've heard a lot about your pain, poor darling, but tell us how you manage that now. Like for instance, from when you get up first thing in the morning. Um, and pardon well, my sniveling have... too. I don't <laughs> even have a sleeve on. I gotta use the bottom of my shirt.
2: <laughs> well, I always have um, my vapor pens. Me too. Right next, right next to my bedside. Me too. So as as soon as I get up, wake up, I'm puffing on my pen to give me the energy to get out of bed. And thankfully, um, in my room, my bathroom is very close by. Yep. So. If I'm not able to walk very well, I can hobble to my bathroom yeah. and I do have a walker mm-hmm. that has four wheels on it. I try and get around my house for the most part without it, uh-huh. but on my bad days, of course, I'm definitely using yeah. it and out in public when, you know, I can walk a short distance, but and much farther than just down my driveway mm-hmm. and I'm really struggling. Yeah. Okay. So for my safety and for, To help me be able to walk better, I, you know, use my walker. Um, But to get by with my pain, it really depends on how I'm feeling on a daily basis. Like today, it was 57 degrees out, (laughs) which is colder for me, you know, Um, much, much warmer than Minnesota, you know, they have snow and 30 degrees, so that's the whole reason I moved to Florida was for the warmer weather, which has been unbelievable on how I feel. I'm so glad. Um, it's, it's like lubrication for your body. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, so immediately when I get up, as I said, I'm, I'm using the vapor. Um, when I get up and get out to my dining room area, that's where I have my other medications, my concentrates that I dab, um, my, flour that I roll up in joints or um I use my pipe to smoke it as well. It just depends on how, you know, I'm feeling that day to what I want to smoke it in. But
1: what you're using is probably a, an uplifting sativa of some kind. In, in the
2: mornings, right. I do like a sativa based Because or, they've got uh, more
1: energy and uplifting mm-hmm. creativity
2: and all of that jazz in it, right? Yes, it's kind of like drinking a cup of coffee, yeah. which I don't drink coffee. So using a sativa or a hybrid that's sativa-based um that's gives you that uplifting yes. energetic feeling. Yes. So that's a huge help Yeah. Um, on a daily basis. Yeah. And that's what I usually use unless I am ha- struggling and I really need to be in bed, then I would use an Indica so that it would be more body sedating so that I can be more comfortable when I'm resting.
1: You know what I find out about Indica too, is that if, if, I'm awakened in the middle of the night for a potty run or something and I go back to bed and I've got those negative looping memories. Mm -hmm. That's why I keep my uh, Indica vape right by my bedside. So one puff of my vape and I am back to sleep within seconds.
2: Yes, it usually takes a three or four or five puffs for me to relax more, but, um, you know, uh, yeah. and how much now, I have can to handle. say, <laughs> now that you
1: say that, yeah, I'm, I'm dragging on it several times, too, now that you say yeah, it, yeah, but I've it's... been smoking and vaping for years and years now, mm-hmm. so uh, my tolerance is built up, but I've got, like you, I've got an awful lot of pain in my hands, and when I wake up first thing in the morning, you know, they're really stiff and pained and I got yes. to have something to get them just to relax and open up and stop throbbing.
2: I've had um, two carpal tunnel surgeries mm. on my hands mm. from cutting hair and then developing arthritis and uh, the carpal tunnel came back the tendons kind of healed together. And yeah. so they had to do a second surgery. Mm. So I definitely understand. I used to have to get cortisone injections, Ooh. which cortisone is so horrible for you. So um, I can tell you that rubbing CBD salve oh, girl! on your wrists is a huge help. I, I, was,
1: I was just, I was sitting here thinking, oh, I can't wait to tell her that I use a little CBD salve too mm-hmm. on my, mm-hmm. you know, on that big part of your thumb, the, yes heel of your thumb where it's all puffy and that cbd salve is just amazing if you get the real stuff you know full spectrum that's got all the compounds in it all 400 plus compounds in it so
2: i get my cbd salve um from canaway which is a company that started out in California and now they're all over the United States and all over Europe and China and everywhere. I'm pretty Um, sure I've heard of them, but how do you sell that? It's K-A-N-N-A-W-A-Y, Cannaway. Okay. And so probably Cannaway.com,
1: huh? Yes.
2: Yes. And um, I have some amazing friends that are in the industry with Cannaway and it's, they are always upgrading and Perfecting, and they are one of the CBD companies that actually make a CBD product, especially for athletes, because oh, cool. they can't test positive. So they completely take out all of THC. There's no traces in it whatsoever. Okay, so they're doing
1: really delicate extraction and yes. uh, putting isolates in a in a form so that they they won't have any issues with the law
2: Mm -hmm. and that's important for people that have jobs that they're getting tested you know randomly um this cbd product especially from cannaway has no traces of thc so they wouldn't have to worry about that and they do extensive testing um Mm -hmm. And I'm very impressed with that company.
1: Well, you know, the first thing out of my mouth is always going to be about testing yes. and to make sure that any product that you buy, whether it's marijuana or hemp, that it has a third-party lab test attached to it to prove that there's no contamination. Because, you know, cannabis is a live plant. It's going to have fungicides, herbicides, pesticides, uh, you know, uh, uh, bacteria, molds, mildews, and batshit in it, and all so, the chemicals
2: too. There right. could be chemicals that they're using that are not the you exactly. know exactly good for you either. Exactly.
1: So it, testing, uh, you know, all the cannabis batches, and even I heard the other day that they tested the papers that some uh, pre-rolls were rolled up into as joints and the papers were contaminated oh wow yeah not the weed but the papers that's so again it you know you just have to be careful especially if you have a delicate immune system Mm -hmm. and that's my whole soapbox I've got a delicate immune system I want clean weed yes you know, whether it's hemp or whether it's marijuana. Thankfully, in Florida, all uh, medical marijuana dispensaries called care centers um, um must have third-party lab testing uh, before and after. So you're safe buying out of a dispensary in Florida. But that's not true in Michigan or California or other places where they have adult use but don't regulate, you know, like the FDA should. Speaking of, the FDA is finally accepting applications for cannabis products. That's wonderful. And yeah. So the FDA is considering putting their imprimatur on your bottle of CBD if you pass their muster. So that's good news. That is good news. Tell us what you're using um, uh, in your forms. You said you were smoking a little bit out of a pipe. Maybe you're using what were the concentrates that you like to try?
2: Um, currently I am using um... I have two shatters from CuraLeaf. One is Black Widow, and that is um, a hybrid. And the other one is Purple Sunset, which is an indica. And both those work really well for my mental state, for my depression, my PTSD, my anxiety. And they also help. Um, I have not found a strand anywhere yet that is helped my pain to the point where I could say it was down to like a level five. I'm Mm. in a pain level on a scale of one to 10, anywhere from eight to nine or more on a daily basis. So for me to get down to a five or a six is Mm. a huge improvement. That's huge. And if I can get down to that, then I can function and be, you know, at least mobile part of the day.
1: I see in your story, dear girl, that your pain was so hideous and your body cried to you so loudly, you could think of nothing but that pain. And now, no matter no matter what you're having to suffer, you still are able to think of other people and are acting upon that. So what a tremendous change from what it was to what it is for you.
2: Yes. I just think about now because I have a clear mindset and I'm able to, you know, I know what's going on now before I was so, Drugged up, I had no idea what was going on. Whether I could mm. even function at all. Um, yes. And to now being able to really see how far I have come, and that I'm blessed to be able to be here with my children and my yes. new grandbaby, who was Ooh. actually she was due. She'll be two on December nineteenth. And oh, precious she was actually due on my husband's birthday December 21st. Oh. oh. My son um two of my daughters were uh, are here in Florida and my son is still in in Minnesota mm. along with my one of my other daughters and mm-hmm. he had flown here on the 19th of December and my eldest daughter who is pregnant with baby she wasn't due until the 21st. So we thought, okay, we've been to the doctor. Everything's fine. No preterm labor going on. Well, then she went into labor that morning that he was flying here. And (gasps) my other, my other daughter (gasps) went to the airport and picked him up and they all, we were all in the room for the birth of my grandbaby that I know my husband sent to us. She's our little gift from him. And that's so precious. Just to be able to, watch her grow mm-hmm. and now hear her say, Nana, Nana. <laughs> the best. I never thought I would be even here to hear that because yeah. where I was in that dark place Ugh. back in Minnesota, in my room that was very dark mm-hmm. because I was so sick. I don't ever want to be in that place again. So, being on cannabis and having a totally different mindset and having a second chance of living and, and look at you saving other people and knowing that I could change someone else's life. And you are, is the reason why I do this. Yes. (laughs) I, you know, my emotions I always say my emotions and feelings and my actions show my generous heart. And absolutely, that's what my uh, journey is now is to continue to share and continue to thrive as much as I can and to learn more about cannabis. And, um, I'd love to collaborate with you. I, I know we talked about, um, one of our text messages that you've talked with, um, Facilities like nursing homes in regards to cannabis. Yes. I would love to do something like that with you. And that
1: sounds amazing. Fiona. I'm I'm totally
2: going to take you up on that. Show them how incredible cannabis is. And to give, give these elderly patients a chance at some sort of a life.
1: Yes. For
2: the remainder of their life that they're here. They deserve that.
1: Yes, and quality of life matters, and so does showing and being a good example of generosity of spirit and love, just exactly who you are, dear heart. And this is important, especially now in this era of half and half, red and blue, we need to get past that. And I want my spirit to be generous like yours and loving like yours and precious and giving. So um, I I am totally um, your new student, clan mother <laughs> and you know let's do something together and and change the world together I would and love build, to do that yeah build our tribe and our clan and make a difference in the world I, together
2: I, I love your energy I love you I have, say the same about you. you just you have such a a wonderful way spirit and um I watch your watch your Facebook posts and Um, I listen to your podcast, and your voice is just so soothing, and you speak to me. I'm I'm
1: bursting out of tears now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think this might be a wonderful place for us to uh to end our our podcast today but dear audience look for more of Fiona and Honey. Yes. It's Fiona and
2: Honey we're going to Fiona
1: and Honey are going <laughs> to conquer the world together. We are thank you dear thank heart you. for sharing your story with us and I'll um I'll say goodbye and goodbye to our podcast for today. Thank, Thank you for you. listening. It was wonderful. All right, dear. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to another Cannabis Verum podcast with cannabis shaman Honey Smith Walls about how to use safe hemp and marijuana products. Please be advised that all street weed is contaminated unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test and may do grave harm to a delicate immune system. You'll find citations on the Cannabavarum podcast blog at cannabavarum.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-B-A-V-E-R-U-M dot com.